Welcome back to Behind the Name Tag, More Than a Coach, Why Coaches Are Humans Too. On this podcast, we interview coaches across the nation to find out who they truly are and what makes them tick. Except we are hitting the remix button. Next seven episodes, we will not have coaches on this podcast. We are venturing out into lifetime and getting more people on this show to show who they truly are, what makes them tick, what's their mission, what's their why, and who are they truly behind the name tag. Get excited. Get pumped. Our one-year anniversary is officially in countdown. Seven episodes left. You guys enjoy, and please do not be afraid to share, share, share. Welcome back to Behind the Name Tag, More Than a Coach, Why Coaches Are Humans Too. On this podcast, we interview coaches across the nation to find out who they truly are and what makes them tick. Except that today we will be remixing our podcast style to get to know someone other than one of our SGT coaches, and they happen to be here at our Lifetime Rim. For the next seven episodes, we are going to be doing some special spinoffs. And one of the first persons that we're going to do is Miss Jeanette. But first, I want you guys to just listen to our lifetime mission statement. Our mission is to provide an entertaining, educational, friendly, and inviting experiences of uncompromising quality that empower everyone to live a healthy, happy life. And our next guest encompasses that to every degree. She is our member services manager and inclusion council member, the one, the only, Jeanette Vela. Welcome, Jeanette. Have you you. ever been on a podcast before? I have not. Okay. Well, it's super easy. It feels like a coffee chat with, you know, just your old best friend. Um, It's just nice and easy. Just have some fun with it. Okay. One of the main reasons I wanted to start mixing up these next couple of episodes before our anniversary hits in October is because I felt like we had an opportunity to touch on some specific topics with each episode. I also wanted to create opportunities to really see the rest of our coworkers here at Lifetime and how each department really plays a pivotal role in our operations. But even more importantly, there is a person behind that name tag. Let's get to know Jeanette. Jeanette, you and I are on the Inclusion Council here at Lifetime RIM. What does that mean to you to be on the Lifetime Inclusion Council? What it means to me. So being on the Inclusion Council is so many things. I mean, you just, you want to say so much. But I think the one thing that sums it up is that we are the ears and the voice for people that can't voice. Um, We are the the people that people come to to be able to express their emotions um, on certain topics, lifestyles, um, things that feel they feel are off the table and can't be discussed. We are that go-to person. We're that person that can be the sounding voice and the advocate. advocate. Um, So it's an honor to be part of the Inclusion Council uh, to know that we're here for people that support. Mm -hmm. And to me, support system is extremely important Mm -hmm. because that's what's going to get you through life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely resonate with that answer. Um, I know last week we were talking about the Myers-Briggs personality tests and my personal one is that INFJ advocate. It literally has advocate in my uh, personality test. And I love being the devil's advocate. I love being able to hear both sides. I love being able to not have 
um, or have the most minimal amount of judgment and be able to really listen to someone that has an opposing view and hear the entire floor. And that's also why I love being um, a voice as well, just for those under-recognized, um, under-acknowledged, those voices that aren't really able to speak loud and be able to host a stage for them, literally, which is why I'm so passionate about this podcast as well, to create opportunities like this, to be able to have conversations like this. Is there a specific area or community that you feel more passionate speaking about uh, for this Inclusion Council? I mean, there's so much, right? I, and I'm one that likes to dabble in everything because mm-hmm. I want to help everyone. Mm-hmm. But I think the one thing that I'm very passionate about um, is the LGBT community. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that being a Hispanic female growing up in a household of Hispanic parents mm-hmm. uh, with four brothers, being mm-hmm. the only girl, having so much expectations, um, you know, and then there's a plot twist, right? That life just changes. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very hard for me uh, growing up to be able to be me mm-hmm. um, and try to be me while I'm trying to discover me. Mm-hmm. I mean, even as an adult, I'm still trying to discover that. I'm going figure through some out. things. Yeah, figure yep. things out. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, I would say that that it has always been a passion um, alongside of spirituality, you right. know, building that relationship with a higher divine and God. Yeah, you, all, you have to you know, have that component as well that's very, um, it's difficult to navigate, to say the least, when you have religion in there as well. Exactly. Um, now here in San Antonio, Texas, we are celebrating Pride this coming Saturday, and I have been so proud of our team uh, for moving with our company and highlighting Pride today as well in club. What does pride really mean to you? To me, pride means that you can be who you are and stand grounded and centered with it. Um, yes, you, we are different, you are different, but it doesn't mean that you have to be treated different or be different to others. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a unique way of expressing what you feel who you are, what you're about, um, without, it's kind of like dance as if nobody's watching. Right. You know, it, it, it's kind of like that for me. Um, it's taking pride in who you are as an individual, knowing that you have truly accepted yourself mm-hmm. and you have voiced that and it's okay that you're okay with it. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's self-acceptance. Mm-hmm. Um, knowing that we can, or me, I... I can be myself, whether it's to be a lesbian woman in the community, to be a bisexual woman in the community, to be a straight woman in the community. It's whatever it is that I am, I know who I am and I have self, I've accepted myself, Mm -hmm. but knowing that I can also accept others for Mm -hmm. who they are. Mm -hmm. And that's, what's the beauty in life is that everyone is different. Mm -hmm. Everyone bleeds the same, mm-hmm. but everyone is different, and we're all on a journey, whatever that journey is, and we just have to make it beautiful. Right, and I love that, I love that, you know, word choice is incredibly powerful, right? Anything that you state after the words, I am, um, is incredibly powerful, um, and pride, the word pride itself, taking pride in who you are and showing up at, unapologetically as you are. Right. Um, without a mask and being totally vulnerable. Brene Brown is one of my favorite persons to talk about this and showing that vulnerability is actually true strength and courage rather than having to feel 
like you have to keep so many secrets. Right. One of our um, museums downtown is called Hopscotch. It says we're, we're only as lonely as our secrets. And I feel like that is such a true statement. And it's so challenging to me to understand um, and fathom the, the pain and um, just the deep sorrow that someone might experience not being able to be fully embraced by not only their family, but also their coworkers or anyone else. Right. And I've always wanted to create a safe space for anyone to truly, and that's on both sides, being able to show up as they truly are. That means literally everyone show up as they truly are, not just in the LGBTQ community, but everyone. Right. Um, if you feel like you could educate more on this topic, what would you feel like you would like to share? So one thing that I remember, well, I mean, there's many things that I would love to educate people about out there, but Mm -hmm. um, one thing that has really stood out um, with the LGBTQ community is that you don't know what you don't know. Mm -hmm. And a lot of discrimination or hatred comes from not wanting to understand or get to know another. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you just talked about Brene Brown, right? Making, mm-hmm. you know, she talks a lot about making up stories in your head that don't even exist or having conversations in your head that you haven't even had. And when you do that, you start getting a perception of something that doesn't even exist. Um, so already you're creating that chaos in your head. False and, reality. Right, false yeah. reality. And you're getting these emotions attached to that. You're starting to feel all these things about, oh my God, you know, they're not going to like me because I'm gay or, you know, that gay person's not going to like me because I'm straight or they probably are judging me because of what I'm wearing when in reality you never took the time to get to know them. And that's one thing in my life that I've learned is that in order to understand something, you have to dig into it. Mm -hmm. You know, go out there and meet someone. You have no idea Mm -hmm. who out there is what they are, mm-hmm. right? Because you're not taking the time. So if I had any advice, it would be to um, get to know someone mm-hmm. before you judge them. Mm-hmm. You know, really try to understand. It doesn't mean that you have to agree, mm-hmm. because in life we agree to disagree. But it does. They're human. They're mm-hmm. we, we are people. You know, and unless you allow yourself to open up and be vulnerable then you truly won't allow yourself to be courageous because Mm -hmm. courage comes from taking that step forward versus constantly taking that step backwards and closing the door. Mm -hmm. Because when you close the door, you close the door on opportunities of some amazing, beautiful people. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's, you know, I remember growing up when I was first coming out, um, I would not even, I have not shared this, but... I would not even stand next to someone who looked gay mm-hmm. because to me, I thought, oh my God, people they are going to know. Yeah. People are going to know I'm gay. Right. People are going to know that I'm hanging out with these people or right. whatever. And so I felt shame, not shameful of them, mm-hmm. but I was shameful of me because I wasn't Secrets. ready to accept myself. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for the last 26 years of my life, mm-hmm. I have spent as a lesbian woman, mm-hmm. um, it, it, it's, it's who you love, right? And mm-hmm. um, my life has changed. I, I, I may get a little emotional. That's um, okay. Yeah. You know, my life has changed in the last, gosh, probably two years-ish, 16 months. And um, being in the LGBT community 
for so long and that's all my circle has been aside mm-hmm. of you know other people that I've, I'm a big networker sure to come to the realization that I fell in love with a man mm-hmm. was very hard for me mm-hmm. um, and I had to I had to educate myself and feel like I had to come out again as a bisexual woman mm-hmm. um, you know when I was a lesbian people would say oh you just need the right man you just haven't found the right person. You haven't found the right man to give you everything that you need, but it's like, who are you to tell me what I need? What I need. Right. Um, and you know, lo and behold, later on, I did find someone, but I didn't fall in love with the gender. I fell in love with the person. Right. And you know, when you connect with someone so well and you mesh so well together, whether they're male mm-hmm. or female, same gender, mm-hmm. opposite sex, mm-hmm. It's, it's something special. Mm-hmm. And don't judge someone for allowing themselves to be vulnerable with love. Mm-hmm. And if we were to see things with love, mm-hmm. then we can truly understand what love is mm-hmm. um, in our lives. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I went off topic. No, I love said, that. No, like it just, you know. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I just, you know, when you, what the, the first pieces that you were talking about, about just making assumptions. Um, and creating mountains out of mohills, like correct. Like I have never understood why my brain operates the way it does, but it's very fast and it's very um, it just reels. It's always constantly thinking, and I know a lot of people have been feeling a lot of that too, with just having certain anxious brains and depressive brains and overactive brains. A lot of my Type A folks, y'all are probably like nodding your heads, like, "Yep, it never stops." Yeah. Um, And so just like you were saying, like, I know that there are certain situations where I'm trying to predict the outcome. Mm -hmm. And so I try to start thinking future ahead and I start creating these, like you said, situations that haven't even existed yet. And it'll, it'll make me avoid the confrontation, conflict, um, and being comfortable, comfortable is so much more easy, right? Right. It's so easy, but what did anyone ever get out of a easy life, right? right? I feel like sometimes it doesn't necessarily need to be a conflict, but rather a challenge accepted. Right. And whenever we have certain challenges, I really feel like a lot of character comes out of it. And initially, sure, it feels incredibly uncomfortable. And some of the most uncomfortable conversations could happen with the people that you love the most. Right. And unfortunately, that's just the honest truth. Right. We don't get to choose our family. Um, But we do have chosen family that can be our friends. And so when you're going through these journeys of coming into yourself, creating a a strong tribe to help support you, um, even then they may not always agree, but it's okay to not be close to your family. And that's one of the things that I wanted to touch on too is just I know a lot of our LGBTQ community, um, including uh, my sister, she, my stepsister, went through a bit of a struggle with um, her, her bio, bio dad um, as she came out. She initially thought she was gay, and he uh, was dumbfounded. He's very religious, um, very conservative, and he felt like there's no way that he could have had a gay daughter, and he took a paternity test. And I cannot fathom the pain that she has been um, going through and the father wounds that are starting to incur. 
Um, and luckily she has my father to kind of help be a father-like symbol. Um, but we really do have to acknowledge that even the role that you are placed in as a coworker and a friend means a ton to per- to people as they are really trying to show up and figure out who they are. Right. She is now dating a man and I'm just so grateful that our family, my stepmother, and my dad are creating a safe environment for her to really talk right. about her feelings and try to understand herself. And that's all we all are trying to do. Right. The fact that you're touching on coming out bisexually, I feel like there are just moments where our identity should not ever be solidified. Right. It's ever evolving, it's ever growing. And so allowing that space to really change our minds in certain instances um, or even come to realizations or awakening moments, right. we need to be able to allow ourselves that space, but also help create safe spaces for the ones that we love right. um, and really encompass what love means. Right. Um, and I think sometimes I take my upbringing for granted. I assume that everyone has a well-rounded exposure to all sorts of communities. I've been raised in the theater, the dance, the arts, in the heart of Austin, Texas. So to be surrounded by two moms, two dads, people that were a part of the LGBT community um, that were either loud and proud or reserved and recluse, it was just a part of the Austin culture. Um, so what would you say that has been one to two challenges you've had to overcome being in the LGBT um, community? I can say that um, when I first came out uh, in my 20s, I guess, um, it was hard. Mm-hmm. My family disowned me. Mm-hmm. Um, my father had a very hard time um, accepting the fact that his only daughter was a lesbian. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it was very hard to, uh, to feel unloved. Mm-hmm. Uh, unworthy mm-hmm. and uh, granted you know they didn't under my family didn't understand it um, mm-hmm. you again you don't accept what you don't understand um, sure. so for a while I uh, I didn't have my family because right. they were also dealing with having to understand what their sister was going through or why their sister was making this decision mm-hmm. and um, I didn't know how to explain it any more to my family and I remember my oldest brother um, made a comment about, um, you know, I don't live your life. Um, and his, his, um, he's always been, well, it's okay. He's always been a very, um, important person in my life. Mm -hmm. And, um, he's like, you know, I don't live your life and you need to live for you, Mm -hmm. whatever that is. Mm -hmm. Um, whether he felt disappointed or not, I don't know. I know my other brothers did. Just the things that they, they told me were um, very hard for me to accept at the time, you know, because here you have someone who's very vulnerable, who's coming out expressing herself and trying to figure out who she is in the LGBT community, not understanding that, you know, I'm the only girl out of four boys, so I'm supposed to get married to a man, I'm supposed to have children. You know, it's kind of like that whole what people tell you that you should be versus allowing yourself to allowing them allowing you to um understand who you are you know um you know fast forward uh later on my family was very accepting of my life and it's just like Jeanette to kind of do plot twists in her <laughs> life um you know again for the last 26 years you know they've been very welcoming to my partners um that I've been with um 
have a very loving family. Uh, we all have differences. We agree to disagree, whether some are Republican and some are Democratic, right? It's politics, or some can be fully Catholic and others are just Christian. Um, but one thing that I can say is that um, overcoming the challenge of losing family was very hard for me. Sure. And to be judged because of who I was or am mm -hmm. is hard because mm -hmm. you get put into a corner because you're, tr you're trying to come out to voice yourself and be yourself, but then you get put into a closet like, no, we're going to put you away because it's a shame. It's here. uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable for right. us, so we're going to put we you We don't get back. it. We don't get it, right. so, and we're not going to try to understand it, so we're going to put you away. And right. I don't think that my family realized what emotionally what how it affected me sure. right um anyways I, I ended up either I ended up figuring out okay how am I going to live my life so for a, a big portion of my life in my 20s um I was self-destructive because I felt unworthy I felt unloved sure. like a lot of people in the LGBT right. community feel that they're not going to be accepted. You know, I'm different and people are going to judge me and people are going to make comments. But then I had to think, and you know, I always go to biblically because even Jesus Christ went through that. You know, he was ridiculed. He was called names. He was called a liar, a false prophet. Um, but yet he still stayed very true to his mm -hmm. journey. Mm -hmm. he, he was very faithful to his journey. And that's something that I have to remind myself daily is that even through the difficulty that I'm going through now, I have to stay true to my journey. Right. Because it's my journey right. that I'm going through and I'm walking. And, you know, realizing, now fast forward, the plot twist, right? Um, I, I haven't come out fully like, oh, yep, I'm dating a man, you know, or I fell in love with a man. Now the challenge is I'm losing some friends in the LGBT community because of that. And right. it saddens me because for so long I've been that voice and that advocate for everyone in this community that you should love who you love, but now you're treating me different because now I love a man versus the last 26 years loving a woman, you know, and or women. And it's like the challenge now is, or one thing that I thought and something that you guys out there can, can maybe ponder is, was I really having a challenge with people in my life or was I having the challenge of self-accepting who myself. I am yeah and that's where it really starts is who are you mm -hmm. what's inside you because a lot of times what is here mm -hmm. reflects out there mm -hmm. and you try to put it onto other people mm -hmm. and we have to take self-accountability okay this is my journey this is who who I am this is what I the walk I want to walk everything else shouldn't matter mm -hmm. and the challenge I'm facing now when you're, you know, you ask the question, what are the challenges? The challenge is, the challenge now is accepting that it's okay to be happy, accepting that it's okay to be loved. Right. It's okay to feel worthy and allow someone to bring that love into your life, to add that love into your life, to add that additional happiness. But all of that stuff cannot be added unless you already feel it. Because if not, then it's like those two walls. It has are to come inside. Right? It has yep. to come from the inside out. And that's one thing that I, um, life is always going to be challenging, mm -hmm. no matter what, whether it's in friendships and work relationships and personal relationships, uh, you know, intimate relationships, we're always going to have challenges, but how you choose to see those challenges mm -hmm. is how you will come out. Wayne Dyer talks about when you, how, when you change the way you see things, the things you see will change. Mm -hmm. And 
for me today, you know, even hearing little things like, oh, you're not part of the LGBT, you know, the LGBT community anymore because you're bisexual or you're, you're dating a man. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but I can still be an ally and the B does stand for bisexual. Um, so now I'm being um, ridiculed, ridiculed yeah. for loving someone mm -hmm. um, that is different from the norm of mm -hmm. what I always have. Um, so you know, it, it's it's been it's been an interesting journey that um, I've been on, and I'm glad I'm on this journey. I don't regret it. Mm -hmm. um, I think that God always has a plan for you, but we also have to execute the action. Right. Um, and currently, I'm on on the action piece mm -hmm. of my journey. And that's yeah. You have to create a, a lot of space, patience, and grace for yourself when you're right. going through those moments of trial and tribulation and um I cannot remember who said this but when you show up as um as you are you also invite others to do the same and right. I just feel like that is everything that I'm getting from our conversation is just that it's okay to stand alone right. as long as you're standing for something exactly and especially if you're standing up for yourself right and it can get incredibly lonely because yes. as you start ripping layers of who you are what you stand for what you believe you may have a little hit of a refresh on your circle of your tribe right. a lot of them may not believe what you believe and so when you're looking at the relationships that you have built um, I remember going through a phase of, of looking at my friendships and being like, why do I have you in my life? Like, is it because, well, you've just always been there. It's just always how it's been. Um, or do you bring something to my life? Do we bring value to each other's lives? And do we support each other? Right. What is, how are you enriching my life and how am I enriching yours? Like, right. is there an investment on both our ends and not a relationship where, I cannot really express myself because I'll make them uncomfortable. Right. They're not quite comfortable with how and who I really am in this day and age. And so it's just nice to be able to get to a point where, quite frankly, I don't give up. You know, yeah. like, yeah, yeah it's yeah. just it's a matter of feeling OK to have a small and quality circle Um and just being able to lean on the people that you do have and never taking them for granted right. and really and, cherishing that circle. And, you know, you hit on something that's important is asking the questions, you know, in life in order. And that's with everybody, whether it's the LGBT community, yep. it's every human life, right? Every Period. human life. Mm -hmm. We have blocks that we need to remove. And a lot of times we don't want to remove these blocks that are here because we want to hold on to them because it's most comfortable, right? right. It's just what we've always known. Right. But then when you start peeling the onion, right, yep. in a sense, peeling the layers and removing these blocks, so many different things open up in your life that yep. you never thought possible. Right. And, you know, in the Buddhist life style and how they walk is uncom in, with being uncomfortable comes growth. You will never grow if you're constantly in a box. Mm -hmm. And if you're not allowing yourself to step outside that box mm -hmm. and really look out, outside and see what's out and experience, mm -hmm. then you'll never know. And experience may be something simple as, let me try Thai food tonight. Mm -hmm. You know, let me have a pizza with veggies versus just meat. Um, you know, simple. Simple stuff. And right. everything is with small steps, but everything has to have action with those steps and accountability because right. every decision that you make affects everyone else around you. Right. 
And I think that if we take a moment to really think about, does this inspire me? Does this serve me? Does this encourage me? Is this allowing me to grow? And if the answer is yes, then continue. But if the answer is no, there has to be a change made. And boundaries. And boundaries. And healthy boundaries are good boundaries. And I think more on just kind of getting to know yourself, um, creating quiet spaces Mm -hmm. to really quiet the chaos. And whether that means journaling or clearing your head with music or movement or being in safe places with friends and just being able to just word vomit bringing in a certain awareness of just what your genuine thoughts are and taking away the thoughts that have been placed or the identity um, placements that have been on you. For instance, when people are too tied to their last name or, well, my mother is this, so I am. Right. And so that's why I always kind of revert back to saying, be careful to the words that you tie after I am because you really start breathing and living that. Right. And so it's okay to question and be like, you know, I I come from my mother, but I'm not my mother. Correct. And being able to really meet these mother and father wounds um, that have created, because we all have little traumas and big traumas that um, we need to be able to sift through and really realize that, a lot of what our subconscious is thinking is creating our consciousness and our create and our reality, right? right? So all of these thoughts become our reality. So being able to take these moments of awareness and meditation in whatever sense of, of definition of the word. Meditation doesn't have to be quietness. It can be literally just either breath work or getting in nature or dancing or whatever you want it to be. But creating those moments of of just peace and being able to breathe. What are the moments that really make you feel the most alive and the lightest? Right. Those are the places that you want to go, right? right? Um, so that you can have a safe space to really dive into who the heck you are, right? right? Um, now, we've, talk- we've talked a little bit about it, but I also just want to create a moment for you to you know, give people some takeaways what would you say to anyone that is really struggling to take pride in who they are? Oof. Yeah, it's hard. That, that is hard. Um, you know, most importantly is to one, recognize who you are, to understand who you are and what, what does that look like, mm-hmm. you know, for you. You know, in life, we, you talked about it earlier, we have all these different relationships but we also get lost in those relationships. We become those relationships yep. versus they just be a part of us. They become, we become them. Yeah. And one is, can you, you know, stand in front of the mirror and what do you see? Mm-hmm. See, see deeper than just what's on the outside. Mm-hmm. Dig deep inside who you are in your heart. Who am I? Mm-hmm. What do I feel? What does that look like? Mm-hmm. Um, Self-acceptance and self-love is very crucial in order to live the life we are meant to live. And that is aligning your mind and your heart. Mm-hmm. Because with all the relationships that we build, we have all these things created of what we should be, how we should think, what we should feel. The should. The shoulds, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in your heart, it's the I am. Mm-hmm. I am feeling this right now. Mm-hmm. I, I am knowing. I am, you know, X, Y, Z. Um, and I think that 
one thing to really understand in order to have that self-acceptance is get to know who you are. Mm -hmm. Take time to know who am I? What am I about? What do I like? What do I dislike? What are the things that encourage me? What are the things that inspire me? And take action to have that in your daily life. Because you said it earlier, when you start telling yourself these negative like self-talks, then you become them. Mm-hmm. And then you attract them. And I mean, I simply was, and it's easy. I mean, I started thinking positive. Okay, this is a simple thing. I'm going to drive into this parking lot. I'm going to have a parking spot right in the front. <laughs> and boom, there it is. Mm-hmm. Coincidence, maybe, or maybe I just called it out. But I called it out knowing that I felt it. Right. When you call out things and you're feeling the opposite of that, it's never going to occur. So if you keep telling yourself out loud, I am beautiful, I am beautiful, but inside, you're like, God, I really wish I should be thinner, or I wish I was had longer hair, then it's never out of going alignment. to work. It's out of alignment. Right. You have to align your thoughts with your emotions. And when you do that, I think a lot of self-acceptance will come into play. And when you when you look at your brain and when you look at your thought processes, I always visualize like a maze. Mm-hmm. And the thoughts that you have been thinking for your entire life the maze gets deeper and deeper. So it's harder to break into different pieces and mold different pieces. So again, it's always back to being patient with yourself if you're trying to redefine and reverb your thoughts. It's going to take a while because these thoughts have become patterns and they're deeply, deeply rooted beliefs. And so reorganizing those thoughts and those words um, a lot of times it's going to be just practicing more positive thoughts and surrounding yourself with people that are helping you see the best in yourself. Um, and something that I had touched on in previous podcasts were um, I'm far more f- uh, spiritual than I am religious mm-hmm. um, just because of the journey that I've had with religion hasn't really spoken to me and spirituality just means a lot to me. Um, And part of that spirituality is um, chakras and energy healing, right? And so it it struck something with me whenever you said, I, you know, your heart is I am. Mm -hmm. Because when you're looking at the chakras, you have your crown, which is I know. You have your third eye, which is I see. And you have your throat, I speak. My heart, I love. Solar plexus, I do. The sacral, I feel. And the root, I am. And... Um, I've always loved that they each had a different piece um, because it's always really invited me to start reflecting on my body awareness and which one feels the most off. If I'm having a hard time speaking up, I know that there's something in my throat that is just feeling a little stuck. If my heart is feeling deep and dark and sad, I got to check in with, is my body... um, does my passion, is it coming out? Because I'm a very passionate person. Like, right. do I feel like I'm doing things that I love to do? And then if I'm not feeling grounded, if I'm not feeling rooted, if I'm not feeling supported or safe, that's always usually related to the root, right? right. So a lot of times root can be related to sexual expression and or finances. Right. And so checking in with certain things like that um, and doing uh, grounding practices, like getting connected with the earth, 
as silly as it sounds, laying on the ground and just right. being able to literally feel the ground will make you feel grounded. Right. Um, but having, even if you're not a spiritual, um, if that doesn't connect with you, it doesn't, doesn't resonate with you, checking in with those certain thought processes, though, like what really do you believe in? What do you love? What makes you feel safe? Those are still speaking the same thing. Correct. Right? And so... I just I really love being able to visualize that just because it gives a very good structure to kind of check in with yourself. Um, now, our sexual preference and pronouns are only a portion of our identity, um, and it could be a really big struggle navigating who and what we really connect with. And I know plenty of ugly and sad stories, as we forementioned, where families and friends and jobs have all disowned. Um, and judge based off of someone off, off of someone who identifies as who they are, who they choose to love. And it's my belief that some and most loving things, some of the most loving things we can do as humans is create safe spaces, something we continue to, to touch on for everyone to show up who they truly are. Right. Um, have you ever felt like you yourself have had a mask on and have you ever been surprised as you came into who you really were with the reactions of your loved ones? You've talked about this a little bit. Yeah, so for a long time, so there was a, a moment in my life where I had to figure out where I was going to pivot, right? So um, I was asked the question, I'm going to ask you one question, and I need to know the truth. And that was my father asking me if I was gay mm-hmm. or a lesbian or whatever, whatever he called mm-hmm. it at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that moment, time stood still for me, mm-hmm. and I felt I can do one of two things. I can just finally be free and say, yes, I am, and take whatever consequence comes with that, or I say no, and I continue living in the darkness. Mm-hmm. And my father I, is my heart. Like, my father is my consentido, um, and I didn't want to crush him. And in that moment, to have to decide, do I, am I going to be truthful of who I am? Or am I going to continue denying who I am for the safety of other people? Um, which either one is, it's kind of like it's a... people-pleasing Right, mentality. it's a people-pleasing, right. Yeah. And it's kind of like, damn if you do and damn if you don't, right? Yeah. Yeah. And in that moment, um, I said, yep, I am. That moment, I lost my father. Mm-hmm. He didn't understand it, um, you know, like many people in the LGBT community, or I'm sure even in the straight community with certain things, you know, biracial relationships, you know, it just people have certain beliefs and they don't understand it. But later on, I was grateful that my father w- was willing to get to know his daughter, daughter in a different aspect, yeah. right? Because mm-hmm. um, just because I'm different from you doesn't mean that I will be different with you. And that's something that people have to understand. Um, yep. But we will, we will, we will always overcome these challenges in life. But you have to be willing to go through the storm, and we will have storms. And I've had many, even you know, people in school. I had to hide who I was. I pretended to date boys because I didn't want anyone to you know beat me up or 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 call me names or whatever. And you know, I, I was talking to. I guess my boyfriend. Um, recently, that's kind of sounds a little different for me. Uh, but you know, 
when I was in my 20s, we we're talking about Pride Day, right? You know, and I, I'm a little bit more tasteful now that I'm older, um, <laughs> just a little bit more mature. Um, and, you know, I'm like, what am I going to wear to for Pride Day at work, right? Which I love that we're celebrating. So I'm like, oh, I'll just do a little t-shirt, you know, be you. And uh, yeah. maybe some earrings that match because that's who I am. And um, in my 20s, I would have been all about the bumper sticker and, you know, the boas the and loud. The, every, the loud, be, yeah. you know, be gay and loud, right? Right, right, um, right. And now that I'm older, like, in my 20s, I felt like I had to express myself and throw it in your face for you to understand that I'm not backing down from who I am. In my 40s, over 40, um, <laughs> graciously 43, um, I feel like I don't. I don't have to be in your face because I've accepted who I am and I'm okay with that. Right. But I will be the person who will voice and be that voice for people who can't. That strength. Right. Right. That, that I will be that strength. I will be that backbone. I will be that rock. Um, and for those that are listening, it's okay to be stuck for a little bit until you figure out who you are. It's okay to allow yourself time to say, is this really what I want? I don't know. And that's okay too. And you're going to go through bumpy roads. You're going to go through not, my father has always told me the saying it's in Spanish, but it's, you will never satisfy people and people will always want more. Like if you're going to be a people pleaser, then you're going to be disappointed in your life because you're, you're going to be living here for and, someone else. Correct. You're living for someone else and you can do this, but then they're going to raise the bar higher. And then it's, it's a constant this. The only way that you'll ever be here with someone or with anyone in your life is when you have set expectations, kind of like a job. Exactly. Your role is this. This is what we're expected to do. So unless you've had a conversation with someone saying, you know what, you're going to be my friend. These are my expectations of you. Can you, can you do that? Yes. Great. Then we will sign the contract of friendship. Right. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But if you don't say it, Mm -hmm. then how, how is that fair to them and how is that fair to you? Mm-hmm. And if you're constantly expecting things from people, mm-hmm. then you're going to always be disappointed. disappointed for sure. So it's best to expect from yourself mm-hmm. and know who you are because mm-hmm. that's what's going to be that light, that mm-hmm. um, energy that mm-hmm. you give out to everyone else. And you will attract the same mm-hmm. um, if you are aligned with feeling and knowing that. Right. Um, and I thanks. I love that you actually, at the, at the beginning of what you were saying is talking about what felt most genuine to you and your own expression because um, if anyone by happen chance is listening to this and really struggling to come out, um, I'll speak for myself. I don't believe that you need to feel any shame or guilt if you are not wanting to be loud and proud. Exactly. Right? We don't there is no should or need to there is only what do I feel comfortable with and what feels right to me correct and that's why um you know growing up around very um reserved people that were in the LGBT community and the ones that were also very loud and expressive because we were in the theater like that was just part of their character um a lot of representation that is on uh, social media, movies, music. There are a lot of um, represent misrepresentations of this is the only way to be. Right. And I was actually just even thinking about this last night since I knew we were going to be recording today. Um, and a lot of it too is touched on race and representation. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I'm really grateful for a company like LinkedIn that is starting to start the conversation. What does it feel like to be a transgender and going into an interview and what uncomfortable conversations might occur? And the interview um, interviewer was saying, my pronouns are this, um, what do you prefer as your pronouns? And I love that we're starting to have that representation because it's allowing different opportunities for people to really see themselves right. finally on commercials, on movies. Um, and so I was just thinking to myself, I've never seen a rom-com that has a transgender or even someone that is bisexual or anyone that is gay. Um, we're just starting to break into um, the Asian community or um, just different styles mm -hmm. of representation of people and right. races and sexual preferences. And I'm grateful for it because it is a breath of fresh air to finally be able to see not the cookie cutter representation of right. American pie person, female here, male here, white blonde, you know, Mr. Kin. I want us to be able, because the, the impression of our movies, music, and culture is heavily, heavily um, imprinted on our subconscious. And so a lot of that starts there as well. Right. But a lot of what we can control, um, if this speaks to you, is, again, creating more safe spaces right. for conversations of people getting upset of lack of representation. Right. Um, so on that topic, do you think that pride has a place in the workplace? I think that let me get into my <laughs> little, uh, um, let me get into my Jeanette preacher, preacher mode here. Um, I think there's a place for everyone, right? And I know that people think differently. Like, well, I don't think that it should happen because you know, X, Y, and Z, or we're throwing things in people's faces. But, you know, I was military, and there's flags hanging out. Um, I, I celebrate Cinco de Mayo. There's nothing celebrating, there's nothing that's out there to represent that. Um, there's a lot. Yes, pride does belong in, in the workplace, but not only for the LGBT community. It should be for the straights, it should be for the Asians, for the blacks, for the Hispanics, for the whites. Pride is P-R-I-D-E, right? Take pride in who you are because mm -hmm. there's a reason mm -hmm. that we are all in this world. Mm -hmm. And if we could have less judgment and hate about everything and spend more time loving, mm -hmm. this world would be so much better. Mm -hmm. The reality is, it won't be, right? Mm -hmm. Because right. Always, it's just the reality. Right. But I would have to say that we as human beings, the, um, so there's a, you know, like the Ten Commandments mm -hmm. in the Bible, thou shall not kill. Mm -hmm. And of course people think, oh, I'm not, I've never, I've never broke that commandment because I've never killed anyone. But we don't think and go further that we've killed someone with our words, with our looks, our judgments on what we say about them, words are very sharp. Yeah. You know, it's a very sharp tool. Right. And once you say something, you can never take it back. It's already been said, it's already been imprinted. And I think that having pride isn't just about who you love. Mm -hmm. Having pride is 
what you feel inside you as a person to know that you are glad to be alive because there's so many people out there that have committed suicide, have wanted to attempt to kill themselves because they don't know how to express that it's okay to be who they are. Exactly. Because others have made that wrong for them. We have lost yeah. so many people in this life mm -hmm. to depression, to you know, suicide, to um, lack of so many things that are so good for you in your life that you don't take on or, or try to go to because you get so lost in this darkness. And everyone in this world is worth all that is good. Mm -hmm. And if we were to take more pride in who we are and get into know ourselves, then everything else would fall in place. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one thing I was thinking about as you were talking too is um, when I describe my, my world that I would love to create, just like you were saying, I would love to celebrate Asian holidays. I would love to celebrate Indian holidays. We're in San Antonio, so of course, Latin culture, right? right? Like I want, because I have such a wanderlust to travel, that's why I'm such a, I'm just a curious individual. Right. And even when things disrupt me, that's I feel like is an invitation for curiosity. Right. Let's get curious. Right. It's not a challenge. It's a moment to be able to be like, ooh, pause, let's talk. Right. Let's figure this out. Um, and some people will call that an idealistic mentality and wh whatever you want to label it, that's fine but I call it an embrace of community and open mindset for, again, it's always reverting back to show up as you truly are. Right. And I appreciate who you are as a person and we acknowledge you. Right. One of the deepest wounds that I've ever had is not feeling seen. And so I think that that's one of the biggest, um, I love that uh, one of my favorite podcasters says it, um, we make our mess our message. Mm -hmm. And so that's my message is just seeing people for who they really are right. and creating that place um, of just embrace of community. Um, speaking of which, what, what does it feel like to be in the LGBTQ community? Do they always support you? Are they always supportive? Because I feel like that's a misconception. So that's interesting. So I'm the vice president of the LGBT, uh, San Antonio LGBT Chamber, right? So I used to, which I love being a part of them, and we have such a diverse group, right? Sure. Um, yeah. Which is wonderful. Um, and it's all, you know, helping businesses grow and so forth. Um, but many years ago, I owned a gay bar. Oh, okay. And uh, my partner at the time and I, we owned a gay bar and it was here in San Antonio in Corpus. Oh, okay. In Corpus. Yeah. And, um, so it was more towards lesbians, sure. right? But of course everybody would come. And what's so interesting is if, even if you were to get the nightlife, right, where everyone's having fun and enjoying their life, but even going to a church setting where it's, you know, the LGBT community, it has been saddening to me that you would think you would get support from the same group but for example there was one particular situation that was very like it, it really hurt my heart you know there's there was a transgender woman um, a man who's transgendering into a woman wonderful wonderful soul who is being outcasted by the LGBT community because he was trans he was transgendering and I'm like I don't get that yeah like this these 
this is our community. Right. Like, how different are we judging our own community sure. from those that judge us already? Like, we're already having a tough life, you know, in that sense. Um, but I, it is a misconception because it happens also in the Hispanic race, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I have a family member who is very Mexican, mm-hmm. but somehow he thinks he's white and he's not. No matter what you do, you're Mexican, sweetheart. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't support the Mexican race. Mm-hmm. And it it's it, like, yeah, for me, right? Yeah. Um, and it's like, h- how can, like, I don't get it. I, I don't get it. You know, we're supposed to work together, stick together. It's kind of like that whole uh, analogy about the crabs, right? You have your blue crabs, your white crabs, your brown crabs. Mm-hmm. I don't know what color crabs are, but anyway, or your red crabs, whatever. And... Here's this one where they're like all trying to get out of the, you know, they're all trying to get out, but they keep falling in, falling in, falling in. Mm-hmm. Then there's this group where, okay, like, they'll try to throw one out, but then, like, where's the support in the group? And then you have your bucket of crabs, and I'm probably saying this all wrong, so someone out there can write it on their text or whatever. Then you have the one crab. We'll just say they're the brown ones. Um, <laughs> they literally get one on top of the other. Right, they stack. And they mm-hmm. stack, so mm-hmm. they can all come out mm-hmm. and help support each other. Mm-hmm. And if we could all be more like that and realize that, hey, we're not here to fight one another, we're here to support one another. We're here to be that supportive mm-hmm. group, that voice. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, it has, it, it has been a bit of a shock that your own community is not as supportive because you're different. Right. Which is odd to me because I'm sorry so are you right and I'm here to support you you know what I mean right and as a straight woman um I feel like it's also important that even though my letter is not involved in there I can also support the community you could be an ally you know I think there's an a yes and that's the thing is like we talk about it too there's so (laughs) many letters right right, I mean and apparently I looked at google the other day and there's 72 different genders okay and that is hard. It's hard to keep track. It's it hard is. to keep track. And even someone that is supportive, it's okay to not know. Right. Um, and, it, and, and it always goes back to just create a safe place, be curious. Right. That's all. And be that's who all. You are. Right. And right. That, that's it. Be you. Right. So we're closing up. We have a couple minutes left. And I always like to close out the podcast with these two questions. One of them is, what are three truths you know to be true? What do you live by? What do you love to teach? Treat others as you would like to be treated, I think is important because, and that gives you recognition of what you're doing, your own actions. Um, Wayne Dyer, change the way you see things and the things you see will change. Mm -hmm. And um, allowing yourself and this is the challenging part for me, um, and it's a work in progress, but it's um, knowing your self-worth. Mm-hmm. You know, knowing that you are worthy and um, you are loved in this life, but that has to start from within. Yes. So getting to know yourself and self-acceptance is important in order to live life as it should. I love that. And, um, you know... God forbid you ever leave us. I want you to be here. But let's say that you did leave our location. um, And, you know, at some point we all have to physically leave this earth. So what do you want your legacy to be? What do you want to be remembered for? It's interesting that you say that. So sometime back, um, I don't know who I was talking to that said, write down 
your own, uh, what is it called when someone, oh, eulogy. Okay. Oh, like, wow. I was going to say obituary. I was like, wait, wait, hold on. Yeah. Because, you know, you wonder, like, if I die, what would people say? Right. You know, what, what, what would they, what would they say? Right. Um, to me, I would want them to know that, or I would leave behind, you know, one, Jeanette was always fun and outgoing in that, you know, that her personality was something that just lit up. Um, but also that I was able to tell you how I felt when I felt it. Um, tomorrow is not promised, and here at Lifetime we've lost mm-hmm. a couple of people. Mm-hmm. And did they know how we felt? You know, if you love someone, the fact that Jeanette can say, hey, I love you, or hey, you're great. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I can say that many people, whether it's Lifetime or out of my circle, um, I love to make people uncomfortable. <laughs> And I, I know that sounds odd, <laughs> but what I mean by that is I dig deep into your heart because I know there's more. You care, yeah. And if, if I leave this earth and people can say, you know, she challenged me enough to get to know who I am and she dug deep because she saw that potential, mm-hmm. then I know that I left leaving something. Right. Um, but most importantly how much I would do that with my son and how much I love my mm-hmm. son because mm-hmm. for so long I um, I waited for that. You know, I lost a child 20 years ago and mm-hmm. to have Royce is, is a blessing in its own and it's changed my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but to know that people could say, you know, your mom was an amazing woman. Your mom was very loving. Your mm-hmm. mom taught us how to speak up mm-hmm. and not uh, be in a closet. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah. that for me, it would be that. And, you know, I see members every day and they say, you know, you are like the light of this. And <laughs> mm-hmm. that makes me feel so good. And I just mm-hmm. hope that even my coworkers mm-hmm. um, can recognize that too. Um, yeah, that's actually something that I wanted to say is just, one, thank you so much for being here with us. And thank you for being vulnerable. Thank you for showing up as you really are because you really do invite others to do the same. But there has been a different energy shift within you that I have noticed that I have not mentioned before, but one that I wanted to definitely acknowledge today that you are just different in all of the best ways. And I don't know if it's that you're able to walk a little lighter, if you're becoming into yourself, if you are just evolving in a different way. Um, But uh, I've just been... It's just been a pleasure getting to know you uh, much closer over the past couple of months. Thank you. Um, and just thank you. Is there anything else that you would like to share with our audience before we leave today? Um, the only thing that I would say to, for me to close this out is recognize who you are, embrace who you are, and love who you are because you are worthy of all that is good in this life. And you were put in this earth for a purpose. Don't destroy it by self-destructing allow yourself to be seen, allow yourself to be heard, and allow yourself to be supported because we are all here for you. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much for listening to Behind the Name Tag, More Than a Coach, where coaches are humans too, as well as everyone else that is here. I appreciate every human and their journey. I hope to continue to connect and shed light how uniquely we beautiful, how uniquely beautiful we all are. Our differences are what make us unique, but it's our humanity that brings us together. Stay healthy, my friends. This is your host, Vanessa, signing out.
Thank you so much again for listening to Behind the Name Tag, More Than a Coach. If you enjoyed this podcast, please make sure to hit that subscribe button. We are broadcasting on anywhere you can find other podcasts like Apple, Spotify, and of course, Anchor, where we're recording this podcast now. If you really loved it, which I'm sure you did, we would appreciate a five-star review and a share with all of your friends. Until next time, this is your host, Vanessa, signing out. Stay healthy, my friends.